Preeti Chipper. And I'm Jen Northington. And this is Tarval and Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. Do what you must, then pay the price for it, was what she had been taught by the same women who had marked off those forbidden areas. It was refusal to admit the debt, refusal to pay, that often turned necessity to evil. Yes. Dun, good dun, quote. It's such Man, a good I line. love Egwene. I love Egwene so much. <laughs> good thing. Uh, so... We are rereading the books in honor of the TV show adaptations release, talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite moments, and digging into all things Wheel of Time. And today, we are continuing A Crown of Swords. I always forget which ones have articles at the beginning and which ones don't. <laughs> so I was like, wait, do- is it all Crown of Swords? Yes, A Crown of Swords, chapters 10 through 12. <laughs> uh, before we get into our discussion of three entire Egwene chapters, side note, um, yeah. <laughs> we were so afraid it was going to be three chapters of pairing. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but we we also have a shout out to our Discord friends, Kachu and Brendan, who made us chatbot <laughs> GPT <laughs> missives, and they were mwah, chef kiss. Thank very you. Good. <laughs> very good. Very, very good. The only correct <laughs> use of chatbot GPT, yes. I can't even say it, um, is like pretending to be forsaken. That's all I can to be say. like GPD because of the Gotham Police Department. <laughs> well, it makes me think of Greenpoint, where I used to live oh, in yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm like, chatbot Greenpoint? Like, what's that about? <laughs> so weird. Oh, man. oh anyway. good times. Good times. Good times. All right. So we've got three chapters of Egwene, which is pretty fun. And well, okay. So not that much happens. <laughs> this is the this is the thing. I didn't it's not, like... I didn't mind it as much because I don't hate reading reading Egwene's POV, but like it doesn't it there wasn't a lot. It's a lot of repetitive stuff and oh, it's yes. a lot you don't say. I know. <laughs> um so like usually when not a lot happens, I'm go, oh, there's good character stuff, and there is good character stuff, but it's not necessarily it's character new. stuff we haven't seen before. Uh-huh. Right, exactly. So um when last we saw Egwene, she had just come off of like yelling at Nicola and whatever that other annoying Arena who Arena. tried to blackmail her. Right. Ugh. Um, and so we get and Salami was waiting for Salami. It is really funny. I still think it's funny. I'm like Salome. <laughs> Salome. Uh, Salome. 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 No. <laughs> definitely not Salame. Salame. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, she's a maid. She's another maid. And uh, she's like a very, again, Robert Jordan loves this dynamic. We've seen this with Matt and his like footman or whatever the heck he calls the guy that he has that whole antagonistic servant master mm. relationship mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. So she's like chiding her for walking around without a shawl and a parasol and a hat and blah, blah, but blah. But I did love like, like, like <laughs> being like, how's a parasol going to help me from shivering? It's <laughs> a good question. We, you know, there were some questions in the discord this past week about Egwene and her relationship to the maids and her thoughts about the maids. Yep. And so much I have a note about that. Up. Yeah, so much of it comes up in this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get so much made description. So much. It's like four like, pages. It's so long. Um, but she it is very much she's like Egwene was not about to forget who found who found Salame. Salame. I can't say Salame. it without laughing. Salame in the first place. <laughs> 
<laughs> any more than she did who found Mary. True, Chessa was a gift from Sherriam, but Chessa had shown her loyalties to Egwene more than once, which that also feels a little like yeah. naive to me. Yeah. But I think that I don't think that's meant for us to think of Egwene as, na- as uh, naive. I think no. that's Robert Jordan being like, don't worry about Chessa. <laughs> right. You don't need to spend your attention or focus on Chessa. <laughs> Yeah, so then she she hustles uh, Salome out and then she like peeks out after it's been a minute and she notices that there's like something across the way. So she she knows that she's being spied on. She knows mm-hmm. that she's being watched. Um, but she's like, haha, they can't follow me in the dream world. And <laughs> it's so pretty she, funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, so this is when we get this great line. She is thinking about like she's moving through Teleran Riode where you can like navigate between people's dreams. And she's trying to find Nynaeve. And she's thinking about invading Nicola and Arena's dreams to like put the fear in them, even though she's not supposed to. And that's when she's like, well, you know. You do what you have to do, and then you pay for it. Like that, right? It's basically like act first, and yeah, then ask at, for forgiveness. Right, right. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, but eventually, she's like, "No, no, I won't. I shan't." Uh, well, also because it's and it's not entirely like I won't because it's wrong. It's like no, oh, it'll take too long. It'll take too long, and it's gonna be really hard. I have other things I need to do. So <laughs> it's a very practical. Like, eh, mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Yeah, but otherwise, but otherwise, <laughs> she totally would have done it. And then this, honestly, this made me so stressed out. So she finds Nynaeve Mm -hmm. and she very deliberately does not go into the dream. We get this whole like reference to apparently another time when she did it and like intruded on a private dream, blah, blah, blah. So annoying. Anyway, she does this like all caps message about Mogedian having escaped. And I was like, dang, like that's. I love like upped as shit way to tell. I know, right? So the message is bananas because it's naive. This is a great under no circumstances are you to return until you find the bull. Not until I can settle a problem with Arena and Nicola. They know you were pretending. I will explain more when I see you next in the little tower. Be careful. Mogedian has escaped. Like the last sentence. Way to bury the lead. What? (laughs) What? Oh, by the way, a forsaken that hates you personally and that you are petrified of is on the loose. It's so funny because when she when the I mean later on when we start talking about Lan and yeah. and how Egwene handles that situation she's so thoughtful mm-hmm. about Nynaeve and how Nynaeve will react to something like Lan coming back and yeah. whether or not she should tell her and whatever and this is just like P.S. this woman who has like <laughs> completely changed your entire personality yes. who you have like an intense trauma relationship with right. and I will confess that it did not occur to me until this month. Like I highlighted it and underlined it. I was like, oh shit. I had not thought through the full ramifications of Mogedian being escaped for Nynaeve. Like yeah. I just had not actually fully registered that. It's yeah. fucking terrifying. But I was thinking about it because what Robert Jordan does is he still lets this tension exist for the characters and like a little bit for us. But we also know that she's been called to the whatever shale ghoul but for how long and then what's how horrible is she gonna be when she gets back i just feel like all the forsaken they get called to shale ghoul when robert jordan's like i don't really want to deal with you (laughs) so you need to you're you're a complication i don't need in the plot right now right i can't pretend like you don't exist so the characters have to consider you that's a fair also 
there's a lot going on but you know she's gonna pop back up like out of nowhere and like like, how long has it been since we've seen grendel since we've seen who's the last person who demanded was demanded when was that like how long has it been (laughs) this is a fair point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I got very stressed out about this. Uh, so then she goes and she finds Elaine's dream mm-hmm. and she delivers the same message. Yep. And then she like is thinking about how she would love to like go talk to Rand through his dreams, but she can't. Well, it's funny because the way she says it, though, is um, with Nicola and Aranda's boasting dampened a little more. It was time to turn her attention to Rand. Right. Right. And then, but it's then like, that's not what happens. I, well, it it's what happens, but I feel like Robert Jordan wrote this in a really weird way because it is what happens. But she has to do it because his dreams are shielded and whatever. If you remember when I asked, like, why doesn't anyone just talk to Rand and like just go to tell Rand <laughs> like ten episodes ago or something? Right. Um, I feel like Robert Jordan was like, let me answer that question. <laughs> Because we get a very clear of like, well, he's pretty shielded and like, Mm -hmm. it's probably not the best way to do this, you know, whatever it is. Um, Finding his dreams would be as useless as finding an Aes Sedai's like he's he's straight up finally like makes it explicit. Right. It's not that it's because why couldn't she do the same thing that she just did with Nynaeve and uh, Elaine, right? And he was like, well, I got to answer that question. Right. And then her way of dealing with him is going to talk to the wise ones. The wise ones. Right. So she goes to Amy's uh, and does like a shout outside of her dream. And I did love this moment where Egwene was like, she has to shout every time. Yeah. But Amy's is like, we're coming. Like, just like, <laughs> quiet. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, oh, man, there's something. We'll get to it. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait okay. So I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I thought of it, then I was like, "Wait, no, later." <laughs> um, Amy. So Amy says, "Like, yeah, we're we're coming, whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get this like, this was also funny because it's she, abruptly she caught movement at the very edge of her field of vision. One of those points of light slid through a sea of stars, drifting towards her of its own volition. And my head, because she just gave those messages to Elena Nynaeve, oh. I was like, oh God, it's Mogedian. No. And the way she's like, in a panic, she fled, wishing she had a throat to scream or curse or shout. Like, it made me think it was like super bad. And then it's like, fucking Gowan. I knew what it was because I remember the first time it happens where like this one point of light is like drawing her in and she oh, can't. Escape. I didn't remember that. Like a whole stupid wish fulfillment dream sequence that we have to live through. And yeah, I I cannot with this Egwene Gowan relationship. I hate it. It makes me sad because again, like teenage me was like super into it. And now I'm like, ugh, it's the worst. I can't believe it, but I like straight up prefer her with Gallad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who's a white cloak? A fascist. White cloak. Yep. It's it's bad news bears up in here. The bar is really like on the floor for a decent (laughs) relationship in this series. I know, right? On the floor. It's below the floor. It's sub. It really is. Um, so yeah, we (sighs) have a whole page of (sighs) this like. Oh, maybe I wish I could be pulled in. What by this am dream. I wearing? I'm wearing a dress that I wish I would. Do. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. So she finally ends up. Um, oh, well, I did like this part where 
she's thinking about like getting married and she's like obtaining her mother's permission might be difficult yet surely she would not withhold it even if she'd never laid eyes on I liked like my mom trusts me like that was just like a nice little like aside because we haven't thought about Marin Alvira in a really long time (laughs) it's a great character Uh, right. So then we get thinking about why she's meeting the wise ones at the like dream version of the Stone of Tear, because that's what they want. We get some recapping of all of that jazz, I guess, because we're in a I mean, new book. So we need to revisit it all again. Well, also this whole like Aes Sedai, there's like a point that happens a little while later, which I did appreciate where he's talking about why the Aes Sedai are acting the way they act. And it's out of fear. Mm. Which, uh, thank you, because, mm-hmm. like, I think so many of our questions are, like, why are they making these decisions? Right. This is so annoying. Right. But even here, it's, like, just leaning on this idea of the Aes Sedai don't know how to do anything. They're mm-hmm. bumbling. The The wise ones are, like, the ones to emulate. But the wise ones of the Isle, the Isle are also, like, absurd. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, in the way they react to things. So I just I was irritated by all of it. <laughs> As, as usual <laughs> yeah so right so she's walking around in oh, there's, the... there's like a little bit about the terangriel yeah right do we care like maybe not i don't know it's it is no you're right information. It's, still, it's just it's, rehashing it's repetitive she, like elaine made new dream rings which we knew some of them have them some of them don't i don't know who cares um yeah. moving on oh she's afraid about mogedian being mm-hmm. in Teleran Riyad, which is legit fear. Right. Very legit fear. She's thinking about like Logan. She's thinking about Mogedian some more. This just I did actually forever. It it does, but I do like this one. I like I liked the way he sort of it took me a second, but what he's doing here is showing us Egwene spiraling in the dream mm. in the in the dream world. Because, like, that last chapter really, or not that last chapter, that paragraph that starts, like, better to have spied on Loghain than Mogedian. She still didn't, would not know where he was. You realize, like, it's, he's building this very, very slow tension, but it's mm. in suspense. And it's pretty good because it took me a second when she starts that because it's like, forget Loghain. Mogedian was the danger. Mogedian who might come. And it's that that she gets jolted out of. It's, like, an interesting mm-hmm. narrative trick. Um that I think would hit harder if it wasn't so repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So the wise ones finally show up and uh, they like men, she like, she, they catch her like freaking out about Mogedian. And so she has to explain that, you know, I did like Melaine and Bear being like, so what'd you do? Oh, yeah, exactly. What did you do? How did you shame her? Like, I just want to hear the stories. Yeah, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good, it is a good wise one moment. It was uh, funny. Uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> oh, let's see. So then we got more and more about like a giant paragraph about Kalendor that I don't really understand why it's here. Um, I think that might be just a memory because we uh, like just to remind us because yeah. it has been a second right. since we've talked about Kalendor, but we obviously don't care. No. So finally they start talking and Egwene is like, so I haven't told you like what's been up with me and why I left. And she explains to them that now she is the Amerlin seat. Well, I do. And their response is amazing. Their response is amazing. 
But, you know, Egwene says, when I left you, I was one of the accepted, you know, about the division in the White Tower. And there's this line to Isle, it was as unreal as clan or warrior society dividing against itself. And I'm like, are you not at war with the Shido? Yeah. Literally? Yeah. Right and now. And the clans, like, there are, like, people on both sides. Yeah, Like, exactly. I, it's... This is where I get so angry right? and where I'm like, the aisle actually kind of suck really bad. Well, I just think, again, it's it's he, like they know this is happening. So I think he's just like conveniently forgetting it in this moment or but like he, it's bad but characterization. It's a, it is bad characterization, but it is consistently bad characterization. I guess that's fair. Because they're like, oh, the I said I suck. They're so bad at everything. I mean, like, they kind guys, of do. <laughs> they do. But the aisle also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't generally get acknowledged that the Isle also have their issues in that way. Well, like, no, because what gets pointed out about the Isle are things that are absolute, like, are just, like, cultural, like, differences. Right, Not exactly. the actual real problems. Exactly. Yeah. So whenever, a, a, like, a character is thinking about the Isle being absurd, it's about, like, a custom that has nothing to do with anything else and is just, like, a cultural thing. Which the Isle also think about everyone else. Right. So it's just, like, xenophobia all around. <laughs> Xenophobe. Everybody is xenophobic. Everybody, everybody, but for some reason, everyone else also has faults that the Isle are not allowed to acknowledge about yeah, their own community. Yeah, yeah. That's what's frustrating. Fair enough. But yes, okay. So okay. she tells them that she's she Anne tells Merlin. them that she's Lemon and so Melaine's like, she basically says like, so you know you're a figurehead, right? Like, the like only no, reason- duh. <laughs> I was actually kind of irritated on Egwene's behalf. Yeah, I was like, she knows, yeah. duh. Like, right. yeah, thank you for telling her something she's known since the <laughs> moment they chose her. Way to go, guys. Well, I don't know. It kind of feels to me like she is relieved that they get it. No, I don't think she's irritated. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, irritated. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I think she is fine with it. Yeah. I'm irritated on her behalf <laughs> because she already knows. Fair enough, fair enough. And I didn't like how they were like, um, Oh, <laughs> that's Ew. cool for you. <laughs> yeah, there's like to be like there's a thing kids do that. Yeah. I was like, no. shut up! <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't. Hate Stop it. talking down to Egwene. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, fair enough. Different different readers. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So then they have this whole conversation about how Egwene's like, oh, but they're gonna. I'm not gonna be a figurehead for long. I did like, love They're that. gonna respect me, and they're all like just come back like we have plans for you it'll be great like just come back and Egwene is like no I'm gonna do this thing uh and I appreciated that I appreciated that exchange yeah I know that was great and I actually also because Egwene does compare the mm-hmm. like you know she they ask will you bring the Aes Sedai to Neil mm-hmm. Rand, and she's like they don't do that Right. That's not happening. (laughs) They don't even do it to me. And I'm like, ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Little foreshadowing there. (laughs) Little foreshadowing. Um, And she like tries to show like, it would be like asking this of, Mm -hmm. you know, in in aisle culture, it'd be like like asking this of people to like, of asking you to kneel to a clan chief. And they're just like, don't compare those women to us. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Stop being so irritating. Yeah. Fair enough. So they'll have tea and they chat. And then she's like trying to get them to steer Rand the way that she wants them to. And this line cracked me up because 
she's thinking about how like everybody wants to steer <laughs> Rand and she's like but I do too but I'm right like what I'm doing is as much good for him as it is for me and you're like oh my god Gwen. I mean I will say to her I'm I feel like I'm being the Gwen apologist today. <laughs> <laughs> to her credit I do think she is one of the few people went from the Aes Sedai and even from the Wise Ones perspective who, when thinking about Rand, is thinking about Rand as she knew him, as her friend. Yeah. Not necessarily the way, like, the others think of him as a child who needs to be Well, coddled. I don't think that's true, though, because I think it's every both. interaction, yeah, like, a lot of their interactions in the last book were her trying to manipulate him. No, I agree with you. A certain I agree way with and failing because he's not an idiot. I'm... And she's treating him like he was like no, a no, child no. that she could manipulate. I think she's still treating him like her friend that she hasn't seen grown beyond the kid that she knew. Okay. That's how it feels a little bit different to me than okay. say someone like the wise ones or like the other Aes Sedai. Right. And I think part of, and you see, he like lets it happen sometimes where you see the like camaraderie between Mm -hmm. them. And that's why that worked so well, because there Mm -hmm. was still this camaraderie between them. But it's also so couched in this like, men don't know anything. Yes, yeah. That it's hard to like get to the root of that other piece of it, which I think is infinitely more interesting. Well, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, because like then you have like, without men, no women would have gray hairs. Yeah, right. So yeah so you know she's like concerned about this is where i got confused about what what point in the timeline are we at here like so do, is rand is... kidnapped yet or no no okay i don't think so i just can't tell because they are being the wise ones are being very cagey yeah yeah they are but i don't think they wouldn't i don't think they wouldn't tell because also also, there's this line here where Amy says Marana and the other I said I followed the Karakarn to the tree killer's city. And so That's, like Yes. Oh I But that I, wait, are the wise ones still in Camelin? I don't know where anybody is anymore. They are in Kerhian. But the tree killer city is Kerhian. Right. Marana Marana is the one that came from the little tower. Yeah, and right, right that's the one that Egwene is concerned about because she hasn't gotten a message from them for a while. And oh shoot, that did happen after the kidnapping. Like, didn't that happen? I thought so. He's saved now. Uh, that's what I don't know. That's, that's what they're being. Maybe that's what they're that's being, maybe cagey, they're being about. cagey about. Is that they're yes. sa- that yeah, he's yeah, saved. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... But they haven't told her, any- so she doesn't know anything yeah, so about they what happened. Told her. See, I'm even more mad at them now. Right? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Honestly, like this, uh, this this sequence of chapters, I was like, fuck the wise ones. So hard to tell. Why wouldn't they like? Because I they were being really cagey, but because of the time band that's bouncing around, I got confused. Yeah, well, that's but, I did too. Clearly, I was couldn't figure clearly. it out. But Gareth Bryan later brings up that the rumor that started, and that rumor didn't start yes. until Rand disappeared. Right. So, right. Because they say Marana followed whatever, it has to be after they have already gotten him back. I and guess to so. me, that is egregious that they don't yes. tell her. Yes. Like egregious. Yeah. That's important information. And like she's like trying to, Egwene is asking Amy to promise. Mm-hmm. Like that she won't, that he'll keep talking to them. And she's concerned about Alita having a nasty surprise. And they like, don't, 
And Amy they says don't clearly say anything. She's clearly feeling guilty. Yeah. It's bullshit. It is bullshit, actually. What the hell? I'm so yeah. much angrier than I already was. Right. It's really weird. I don't understand. So like, are they not telling her? Do you think if she hadn't told them she was Amaralyn, they would have told her? No, I don't think so. I think they're like, I don't. Because they trust her implicitly. Well, like they, apparently not. Like, well, yeah, I don't under. I can't. I can't understand the behavior. I can't understand because it. the only thing I could see it as like making sense is if they say like you know Egwene Alver will do as she must. Mm-hmm. You know, it says Egwene Alver will do as she must. Amy said. Melaine gave her a long look and rearranged her shawl ostentatiously. And it seems like if that idea of like, just come back to us is rooted in like, if you came back to us, we could tell you everything. But because you have made your choice Maybe. to stay with Aes Sedai, we can't yeah. because of Rand's right. whole thing with the Aes Sedai and I the Wazen's whole thing with the Aes Sedai. I feel That's like you're the, doing a lot of work. I am doing a lot of work. <laughs> but <laughs> this should be clearer in the text. Is it's all really I'm fucked saying. up. I'm so fucked angry up. with them. It's fucked up. It is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So. Do you think, do what? you think that they wanted to meet in the Stone of Tears so Rand could eavesdrop? No. Right? No. They wouldn't. No. They no. wouldn't. They would not. That would be right. against, like, the code. Right? right? That would be against an honor code? I don't know. I well, don't know. I already think Amy's is going to have Giotto or whatever. Yeah. For this, so, like, for yeah. this conversation, that's how it felt. I don't fucking know, Preeti. It is very confusing. So, anyway, she then asks them not to tell Rand that, or not to lie, but not to like bring up that Egwene is now the Amarlin seat. Um, and they're like, "Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We will not tell him." Um, And so and strange. then there's this line where <clears throat> the closest the wise ones came to telling her anything Rand was actually doing was when Melaine grumbled that he should finish the Shido and Savannah mm-hmm. now. So I think that does lend itself to this being post post battle. But then like Bear and Amy's frown at her and she turns bright red. So like, yeah, they're like not allowed to tell anybody anything and Egwene is misinterpreting all of the looks which is fine but anyway that's it's very weird it's very weird it and is very weird so they leave and Egwene is like okay listen you need to be careful about the forsaken um and, and they're like yeah it's fine yeah it's fine. <laughs> and then they like she gives this like wonderful thing where she's yeah. like I'll never be able to tell you what your friendship <laughs> means to me and I'm like they are betraying you they are it's like right so now much worse now <laughs> because she says you three are one of the few firm spots in the world basically it's just like the amy's is like the world does change i hope we will always be friends in your eyes Ugh. just tell her just, just tell, her. tell her she can be so much better if she just knows <sighs> everything so ridiculous why are you making this so hard I you're know. like so much infighting and the world is ending so ridiculous it's infuriating it is so yeah so she she so she goes she leaves the you know teleranrio calendar stone of tear and she goes back and she does prophetic dreaming she's like logging her dreams mm-hmm. 
And so she dreams about Gowan, which is all very dramatic. And I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I I mean, the... the about the, I don't care about the Gowan dreams. I care well, about the, the other one, dreams. The point, the one point that is mildly interesting mm. is the forked road of the mm. like down one fork was his violent de- death down the other a long life and a death in bed on one path he would marry her on the other not she knew what lay ahead but not which one led to which way so she doesn't know mm-hmm. if her marriage if their like marriage is tied to something violent or right. vice versa so right. that that's one thing that is interesting because I don't remember how this goes but gives me a little bit of hope Violent death. I was just gonna say, hope that he dies. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible. All right. So uh, then we get some like actual like stress nightmare dreams that she discards. Um, we get to hear about this one where she's in front of a wall that's made up of the seals. Ooh, yeah. That I like was like, oh, that's intense. That's really intense. Mm-hmm. And then she's like trying to tear it down and she doesn't know why. And then we get this Matt dream. Right? Badass. Sat on a night shrouded hilltop watching a grand illuminator's display of fireworks and suddenly his hand shot up, seized one of those bursting lights in the sky. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. And this is like men would die because of this. The world would change. Like, do we? So here's my question. The reference to illuminators. Mm-hmm. We've had that illuminator Aludra show up. A bunch yeah. Of times. Yeah. Do think this is about her somehow? I think I remember something. Okay. I I think I remember something, so I don't want to say anything. All right. right. Because I think if it's what I remember, I have like very, very vague recollection of what this could be. You remember something that I don't. This is where we get into territory where I remember nothing after, (sighs) like at this point, I don't remember what happens. (laughs) And Preeti remembers some things. Like a little bit, teeny tiny bit. I have like, 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 it's like a Gwen going through her prophetic yeah. dreams, flashes of yeah. scenes. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So we get so, and then she dreams about being executed, which is pretty intense. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, this one about Logan. Ooh, yeah, that was very intense. Uh, he he's like standing on Rand's body, except it's not Rand; it's a puppet. Um, we have a hawk dream. And I was like, is this connected to Perrin's hawk situation or no? I don't well, know. Well, she says all she knew is that the hawk was female. So yeah. I think potentially, feels, yes. Feels like, yeah. I think Barrelane, perhaps. Yeah, it's it's either. Bar- I can never remember which one's the falcon and which one's the hawk. But Bale Bale is the and, falcon. Is that right? Yeah. I'm pretty so sure. Barrelane is the hawk. Yeah. So. I hope it's Barrelane. God, right. I hope it's not fail. <laughs> Uh, a man is dying and it's important he not die. A dark young man holds a shiny object. That's pretty much the end of that chapter. Yep. But I did love like she would do what must be done. I'm like, hell yeah, Egwene, <laughs> you're the best. She's, she's <laughs> badass. Uh, all right. So chapter 11, she's getting woken up by Mary, mm-hmm. Uh, who mm-hmm. is another. She is Romanda's name. I think that's right. Or is she Lilane's? She's one of the two. Um, she is. So she's like, oh no, it is Ramonda. Yeah, Yeah. because she's kind of a bitch. So (laughs) yeah, but oh, this proves. So we had a discussion in the Discord about because the text seemed to be indicating that Egwene did not know that her maids were spies 
but for she's, the people. It's but it's clearly clear. stated. It's clearly stated here. If she sent Mary off, Romando, Romando would only find a new spy. So the character yeah. assassination has stopped. It was just poor writing. <laughs> and here we are. She knows. She definitely she knows. Extremely aware. Which is correct. <laughs> of course she knows. Of course but, she knows. We get like so much description here. Oh, I know. It just goes on forever. It goes on forever. Um, although it did make me laugh. She's like thinking about Mary and how Mary is like like she says things and and Egwene can hear the like critique inside yes. of them. But there's this line is like <laughs> The thing of it was, she was certain. She's talking about Mary and the look she has. She's like, the thing of it was, she was certain Mary did not do it on purpose. She could not help her face. <laughs> like, damn, Egwene. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> I mean, all right, let's see. So she's got petitions. Oh, no, she's dreading having petitions. But then when um, she goes into her office. Right. Shuraim is not there, but Theodrin and uh, Fowl- Faelane. Faelane. Oh, I anyway, thought it was Faelane. Whatever. Probably. Who knows? Um, who were sent to find out about Halima. And, well, no, d- about Mogedian, about yes. Merrigan. And yes. people are like, oh, people remember seeing Halima, but nobody saw any men. So mm-hmm. you know, barking up the wrong tree. Very much so. Um, they met Tiana, and then there's this whole like. Oh, this goes on forever. This does go on forever. So basically, she raised Fowlane and Theodrin mm-hmm. from accepted to I die, and we get sort of a lot of like. They don't treat us like I Sedai. They don't. They don't treat you like you're the Amaralyn. Like you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, and Fowlane has always been someone that I think we're waiting to go bad. Yeah. She's just so awful. So I actually yes. really quite liked this a yeah, lot. Right? I do too. Yeah. I love the like, so like they give the report and they're like, Theodrin is clearly on her way out, but Fowlane stands back and then Theodrin stops and it's like, okay, yeah. what's up? And Fowlane goes, I don't like you. Yeah, I know. I just love this. <laughs> she has a five minute speech about how much she doesn't like Egwene. It's awesome. <laughs> She's like, I hope you can use that to believe me because I have not right. used the oath rod. Right. Um, and Theodrin's like, what she is trying to say <laughs> is that we're not here. We don't support you just because you raised us. Right. Um, right. We truly believe that you are Amerlin and mm. that Elena is wrong for what she did. Yeah. So and so they're gonna swear fealty to her. Which is awesome. It is pretty awesome. It is pretty freaking awesome. Well, what's great about it also is Egwene handles the whole situation so well. Yeah. And I think what I liked about these chapters is people realizing one by one what actually they like have really misunderstood her and really mm-hmm. like not thought about what a threat she could be and how smart she is so we yeah. finally get to see some comeuppance happen yeah I also do like this part where Egwene says that she thinks the three oaths hurt as much as yes. they help because it's like yeah obviously if it's such a big deal that you have to prove you tell the truth like that just makes me suspect more that you're lying to me which mm-hmm. everybody knows the i said i do so i did love that um so yeah so they she's like dang like this has never happened before for like people don't swear fealty to the emerald but it just happened mm-hmm. um so yeah it's, a, it's like a really good 
Like, this is what I think the good character stuff, yes. even though it's not, like, heavy on plot, like, this was an outstanding character moment, I thought. It's a tipping Dwayne. point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tipping point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see. So she gives them tasks that we don't get to know about. Of course. Of course. Secret secret plans are happening again. Um, And then Mary comes in with the tray and is sour. And Suin sends a special message that says that nothing, she didn't find out anything in Teleranriode. Um, do, do, do. It's just a lot of nothing. It it yeah. is, but then finally, like finally, Suen Suen comes, comes in, in. Yes. and it's just like really mad <laughs> about this. Did make me laugh. This like Eldine Stonebridge person that I'm like, yeah. I would like to get to know yes. you, man. Tell us more. You sound awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Who like was the blue, the head of the blue Aja, right? Mm. Like she was in charge of the um. Yes. Blue eyes and ears after Suen became Amarillin. Mm-hmm. And she's like furious that Suen <laughs> has access to this. Yeah. And also is like making a stink because Suen still has like access to the Amarillin's eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. And Egwene gets a little irritated because they're like, well, the hall should have it. Da, 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 da. Right. And no one is saying, well, perhaps Egwene should have it. <laughs> right. She's the Amarillin. But Eldine, I just love Eldine was from an Andorin mining village in the yeah. Mountains of Mist. And it was said her crooked nose came from fighting with her fist when she was a girl. Because <laughs> she's so pissed off. She's going to fight Sue. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Let's see. So then it's basically like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not giving up right, the, right. the thing. And then we get a monologue from Suen about how, like relative strength and the power and who, like how the hierarchy works. And Egwene is like, yeah, we probably need to change that shit. Because yeah, it doesn't make sense. it doesn't make any sense. And I love Egwene's like, I'm going to change all of this. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. And then and then she's like, I mean, it, the wise ones don't do it that way. And soon's like wilders. She's like, nope. I mean, yeah. But that's also where I'm like the wise. This is another yes. beat though of like Robert Jordan. Because Egwene even thinks like uh, maybe I would like to be it. Like Amy's is the person I mm. admire most in the world and all these things. And I'm like, the wise ones are not actually any better. They're just worse in different I don't ways. Know. I mean, they're bad. I, not worse. Just, I don't know that I agree with you on that. I don't think, I don't I think, think the wise ones are nearly as bad as the Aes Sedai in terms of not being willing to. I, I agree with you that they refuse to see things. You're giving me such a face right now. I wish you all <laughs> could see the face she just made at me. I don't. I don't because, and I think it's the way Robert Jordan is writing them, the Aes Sedai are consistently fucking ridiculous, which the wise ones are not every time they okay. open their mouths, they're not here's, ridiculous. Here's my argument. Here's my argument. Yes, the Aes Sedai that we have seen as part of the institution of the White Tower, of this like sort of like collective as a group and as like nameless like this person, this person, this person, where he like lists out all these eyes to die, where you like can't even keep them straight, are so annoying. I do appreciate him telling us they're acting out of fear. Like that's sure good for us to know. I think it's like eight hundred pages too late. <laughs> but you have representatives of 
Aes Sedai who got it in a way I think none of the wise ones. Who did. have we had since Moiraine? That's the one. That's one. And Suin. Moiraine, Suin, right. Leanne. Okay, like you three. have these got people three. who have been working so intensely yeah. to do the right thing in a way that I don't think you could name any of the wise ones. I don't know that I agree with that. I think that I'm being really down on the wise ones today yeah, you because are. I'm particularly angry with them. I'm surprised. But I think it's 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 not that I'm it's I think I'm going far in the other direction because Robert Jordan swings so far in the like yeah, the what the aisle are amazing. The wise yeah, ones are yeah. the best. So I'm like pushing back really hard because I don't think that's true. I think they're flawed in different ways. I think they yeah. have a lot of strength. And I think we don't get to see the strength of the Aes Sedai that exists that he keeps telling us exists mm. in a way that like we Fair get enough. to see that from the wise ones. Fair enough. Uh, all right. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I can tell you are mad. Uh, all right. So let's keep going here. Oh, right. So this was intense. So Egwene they're like she's like talking to Suin. She's getting mad about Suin. She's gonna tell her about Theodrin and Failing, Fowling, whatever. Well, she's and mad she's... because she's like, why is Suin giving up yes, now? Yes, yes. And so, and then she sees somebody walk by, and she's like, that's my rel. Like, where the fuck has my rel been? Okay, can I tell you? I was like, who the fuck <laughs> is my rel? I was like, oh sure, here it comes. I remembered. I remember. I didn't remember anything, and I really. Like the entire first part, I was like, I do not know what's going on because I don't remember who this well, person it's is. So funny too, because Egwene thinks that that Myrell is one of the women that Shariam that the ferrets, as she called yeah, them yeah, in the yeah, last yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. She thinks she's one of the ferrets that were sent to the the tower, Alayda's tower, to like find out what was up. So she's like, oh, good. She's back. She was gone and now she's back. But I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not where Myrell's been. <laughs> what happened? So I was very excited to finally get this plot thread like brought into this- the main. <laughs> This whole thing made me laugh so hard because, like, Myrella's outside and Egwene's like, don't you dare leave. You stay right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then, like, Gareth Bryan shows up. Yes. Ramonda shows up. Yes, everybody's other like... woman, Everyone shows up at the same time. And it's so funny because, like, it's like this, like, comedy of errors. Like, Egwene is just like, no one's even paying attention to me. Right. Everyone's just fighting. <laughs> Yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's such a great scene. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's good. And Gareth Bryan is like, okay, but I need to show you something. Like, Egwene, you, like, Emerlin, see, you have to come with me. We have to go. And and she's like, okay, fine, great. Moira, you know, Myrella and Suin will come with come with us. And then Lelaine and Ramonda show up and they're like, we have to talk to you. You, everybody else go away. Um, and it takes like again pages of pages this. pages for, like, to get to them, the point, which is basically Delana, Delana, right. whatever. Yeah, uh, who Halima is her secretary, and we know Delana is a dark friend, and we know she's a dark friend or Black uh, Asha. She's uh, Black Asha. Wants to say, wants to make a proclamation, essentially mm-hmm. that Aleda is Black Asha, mm-hmm. uh, and. They're both like, this is not a good idea. But also, here's my proclamation that we're going to do. <laughs> right. Ramond is like, I think that we should make everyone go through this process <laughs> to prove. And Elaine's like, that sounds like questioning. Mm. I don't love that. Mm-mm. 
And the whole time Suin has like gone to get Egwene's yes, horse and she's right. like, where is she? What is happening? Yeah. And then Lelaine is like, no, no. What we need to do is tell people that if they even talk about the Black Aja, it's treason. And she's like, that's also, I hate that journey Ridiculous. for us. Like, this is a terrible plan. <laughs> terrible plan um and we find out that like basically delana is like not super useful to anybody because she's so changeable but the block Aja is the only thing which makes sense in terms of like sowing discord and like fucking things up so yeah uh, i mean there was sense. this line that romanda says though where she's like elaya like perhaps elaya is black though i have strong doubts whatever secondhand gossip that trollop palima brought <laughs> elaya is wrong-headed to a fault but i cannot believe her evil and i'm like yes. hmm yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about what that means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So they're but this like is, fighting this is with something, each other. And... I think the important note, though, is that Romanda has this plan. Lelaine has this plan. And Egwene has not heard anything about it from Suan or Leanne, mm. which is the thing that she's surprised by. Right. Right. Yeah. So Suan finally comes back with the horse. And Egwene is like, when I decide what I'm going to say, I'll say it. I loved it. <laughs> like, oh, dang. It's, it's so, it's like, when, no, she says, when you have decided what I Oh, say, you're right. I missed Then I it. can decide what to do. Yeah. And it's so good. It's really good. It's really good. So, so she and Myrell and Suin and Gareth Bryan go off to like Ugh. find the thing that Gareth says they need to look at, but mostly so that. Egwene can like talk to Myrell also. We got a new horse. Dichar. We got a new horse. Yeah, sure. She's like, I wish I was riding yeah. Bella. I know. I wish you were riding <laughs> Bella too. We all wish you were riding Bella. <laughs> and then we get this conversation with Gareth Bryan about like, you know, opposition and what's going on with the armies and the deserters and the rebels and the dragon sworn and all of this business. And Egwene is like, oh shit, like war. I know what happened. I know what war looks like. I have forgotten, but she's remembering. Um, and then they're talking about how they're going to take Tarvalin, which was mm -hmm. an interesting moment for like half a second. And then it goes on and on and on again. Well, yeah, because you have like, no one has ever like breached Tarvalin, mm -hmm. and Egwene's like, actually, yeah. <laughs> like in her head, she's like, well, it's happened a few times. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, and she because she's worried. Also, Gareth Bryan is like, we need like thousands more people if yeah. we're going to do this. And Egwene's like, how are we going to feed them? How am I going to pay anybody? Um, yeah, how am I going to pay anything? <laughs> And also she's looking around at these soldiers and like she's feel like she knows people are going to die and it's hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So then we get more description of the heat and the world and this and that and the other thing. And the reminder that this is why the bowl is important. Yep. We get like how bad of a writer Suen is. There's a lot of like Suen's bad at writing. Duh. Suen is weird around Gareth Bryan. Duh. We're aware. No. My like reactions because I was yeah. like, I don't remember who you are. Right. Why are you so mad? Yeah. Like, she's what is very going aggressive on? with Gareth Bryan? He's extremely aggressive. She's like mad that he's talking to Matt's like soldiers and this and that and his treason. So does that happen in this? So we're in chapter 12 now, right? Yeah, yeah, we're in chapter 12. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're he, like she calls the red 
Well, okay, hold on. We got we just got to chapter twelve, and there is this note that I had a question about. Okay, um, because she's talking about the bull, and she was like, "Nynaeve and Elaine, the search was as important as anything she did. More, the world would live if she failed, but they had to succeed." And I was like, "I don't think the world will live if you fail, actually." <laughs> well, I I don't think that's true. I'm I don't know. I think. I mean, it depends on what if she failed at what. Like, what are we that's talking a fair about? Point. I like, mean, if she fails at like, being Amaralyn, like I read probably... it as failing as going up against Aleda because they're talking about war. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like that's incorrect. Like I, things might be worse, but like the world. I don't know because it's like Aleda literally. Gets... Because it's like she's fighting Aleda. This is deeper than I think we need to go. Yeah, I don't (laughs) think we can just move along. (laughs) Anyway, we're like impressed the the importance of the bull. Robert Jordan is like, remember that bull thing? That's still important, even though we haven't talked about it in chapters. Super fucking important. You're like, okay. Um, So yeah, (laughs) they're riding around. They're like red red hand people also. And Myrell's like dragon sworn animals. And I'm like, what? What? I know. It's so bizarre. What is going on? I did like, feel like even knowing who Myrell is, I was like, I don't know what she's I don't know why she's so hepped up about that. Yeah, because like Gareth Bryan is like, Oh, I've talked to Talmanes, who yeah. who is with the red hand. And Myrell's like, You've spoken to him. <laughs> That's treason. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, Suin and and Egwene are like what? No one had tied the band and treason together before. Like, right. yeah, who knows what Myrell is doing right it's now? Like very, I have like, no what idea what is going on. It is kind of out of nowhere, <laughs> and she's like yelling at like Gareth Bryan and like telling him that he should be flogged. And you're like, do you know what I'm talking to right now? Like, what? Is- Gareth Bryan's just like ignoring it. She's like, sure, sure. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, and then Egwene finally is like, "Be quiet! Like, can you calm down?" Um, but she also finds out that while they have been traveling, and of course, Gareth Bryan's army has been growing. The Red Hand has mm-hmm. also been growing because yeah. they were around like five thousand when they showed up with Matt, and now they're at ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, numbers, <laughs> numbers, just absurdly big numbers that's so many people so many that's so many people um but we get a little bit about like why the like rumors that are being said about the red hand like the tale is shen Kalhar. that's matt right never loses whatever mm, the odds i know or i think that that's the just the red hand in the red hand Old army or whatever. Yeah. um but there are people who are like going from the red hand to his army and people going from his army to the red hand. Um, so it's just sort of like a lot of soldiers. Right. There is an interesting line actually where Egwene is like, wait, Matt is like a general. Like, I know I did good... like that. And then she thinks believing because you think, you know, is dangerous. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, right. She's remem- reminding herself that like, I don't know everything. Like I need. Yes. To because Egwene so... is awesome. She is awesome. Uh, so then she tells Myrell to be quiet. And then she's like, also like, Oh, but by the way, Lord Brian, like maybe don't talk to Talman is again, because she doesn't want him interfering with her plans, which is yeah. fair. Fair. 
And then um, this whole situation took me a minute to figure out why exactly. I don't know why he had to ride her all the way there. Yeah. For this. It felt very convenient of like she needed to get out on the road so then they could have the next part of the journey. Right. Right. So, I guess so. So there's this merchant train and there are soldiers and they there are bandits like that have been hanged and caught. And the merchant train came from Camlin, and they bring the rumor that that Rand has gone to the White Tower and sworn fealty to Aleda. And that it really seems like the whole reason they needed to go on this ride. I'm not talking about like in the book, but what no, Robert no, no. Jordan needed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that for the next two parts to happen, they had yeah, to go on this ride because it he could have just told yeah, her exactly she like oh my scouts have brought word like she because she doesn't even talk to any of them she just no. sees them she has no interaction and there's, there's like, no bearing yeah it doesn't it, you're absolutely right it's just plot device um and 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 so and she's so she starts laughing because she literally just talked to the wise ones yeah like i know that that's not true um and Gareth Bryan's like, that's nice that you know, but, like, these rumors are going to spread. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are talking about, like, okay, how do they prove to the soldiers this is not true, this and that. Um, and she's like, I'll give you, what, I don't know, six sisters who will go there and say it under no, right. like, no hedging, nothing. Yeah. They will just straight up tell you that it's not true. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. Yeah, and I love this line. He's like, "We should begin making firm plans for how to put you on the Amarillo seat once we I loved our that. Yes, because like, oh yeah, like, she's like, "Oh shit!" Ryan is like, "We're your army." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved everything about it. Yeah, this again tipping point. She's finally starting to make some headway. Mm-hmm. Um. And so then she's like, okay, you go back. We're going to ride a little bit more. And then uh, she has Suin leading the way. And Suin is like taking them on this very specific path. Mm-hmm. And uh, Myrell is like, um, let's go a different way. There's like a waterfall over there that's really pretty. <laughs> I know. And Suin and Egwene's like, I don't know. I think the way Suin's going is great. Yeah. <laughs> and she has no idea what's going on except for that Myrell doesn't want to go that way. So obviously that's the yeah, way we she, need to go. She still thinks Myrell is just nervous about figuring yes. out how to lie or how to get yes. around like why they didn't tell her. Yeah. Um, and then Myrell is like, you know everything, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and Egwene is like, mm-hmm, I know nothing. <laughs> I know. But then Suin like sort of like interrupts and she says, just as my like Egwene thinks Myrell is actually gonna come clean. So mm. it's like if you wanna see something if you wanna keep something hidden, don't try to buy coin peppers this far south. <laughs> and Egwene's like, what the hell is a coin pepper? What the hell, Suin? She was just gonna say every right. <laughs> yeah, and so then Myrell starts like talking about like, well, you have to understand, you know, Moiraine, and you have to understand, and this and that and the other thing. And this is when I was like, oh, right. Yes, yeah. And Suin <laughs> is like, it will be easier if you lead the rest of the way because mm-hmm. Suin doesn't actually hundred percent know where to go. But Egwene is like, does Suin know what's going on? Yeah, like, why what's didn't she tell happening? Me? Yeah, yep. 
So then oh. we finally get to Myrell's camp where Nisao, who is another Aes Sedai, uh, has her warders. There's Myrell's warders. And Nicola, Nicola and, and Arena. Arena are there. And I was like, what the hell are they doing what here? What are like, they doing there? What is there? happening? It does eventually get explained. Right. But yeah. So then soon is like, all right, bring him out, Myrell. It's too late for hiding. And who comes out but Lan? I know, and I love like Egwene's like before Lan comes out, she's like, "What is happening? Right. What are coin peppers?" And yeah. someone's like, "Oh, they're really popular in Shinar." <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, and then Lan comes out, Lan, buddy, oh, buddy. Oh, it's rough. So Egwene like puts some of it together, but mm-hmm. she's just like, "I still don't know what is happening." Um, so he goes off to the side to like practice and then it felt it was kind of weird because it felt like it was like yeah. land go run in circles yeah exactly it's very <laughs> strange so and they keep, it's like Nisao is like I never should have let you like talk me into this right. and they're trying to be like mother you should come sit down have some right. punch have and Gwen's like no just tell me what's happening I don't want fucking punch <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. And so then they're still like half explaining. So Myrell is like, you know, Moiraine chose me because two of my other warders were first, you know, with sisters who died and like nobody else has saved more than one in centuries. And Nisao is like, I'm good at healing diseases of the mind. Like it's, you know, Myrell dragged me into this and they're explaining like, okay, well, you know, it's just like, it's horrible that warders die when their Aes Sedai die. Um, but it's all a lot of, yeah, I don't know. It's, they're like, this gets really uncomfortable for me, honestly, because she like, he's like doing exercises and she says like, I see you're working him hard. And that's part of the method for saving a warder. And I was just like, it's very strange. The only thing that I like genuinely appreciated out of this is that they finally said like, this is you can't do this without consent essentially well so but even that okay this actually made me really upset so so yeah so they explain that they've passed the bond mm-hmm. um and that and suin is like okay it's not bad enough that you passed a bond but that you did it you know he didn't have a choice and then we get this line that says i said i put bonding a man against his will on a level with rape which is the second time we've seen this the first Mm -hmm. time we saw it when one of the sisters maybe it was marana who finds out what alana has done Uh, yeah i think so but but then on the next fucking page Egwene is like well but would Nynaeve have let Lan walk away unbonded? Would Egwene let Gowan walk away if she like he takes it back? He I don't know why he back. does that. It made like, me I don't so upset. If you could like, it's so frustrating because she thinks that she thinks that, but then she gives him like she basically puts the ball in his court in terms of like letting him have the conversation with Nynaeve. You were talking about Lan. Well, land yeah yeah, yeah yeah but i'm what i'm talking about here is that it, robert jordan is like this is as bad as rape but then he has a green basically i know thinking, i know but i would do it anyway well she no she doesn't said i would she says would she she asks her i'm i think that i do think the the questioning yourself is different than saying i would do the thing mm. 
I do think those are two it's different very things. close though I I I don't and know that I agree feels with you. like he I think he is like I think he I, I think it I think it really I, I think it's more I, harmful I don't, like it. I don't like it I think it is more harmful for him to have put it in for Egwene's character because I don't I actually think it's out of character for her to mm, even think that yeah. way I don't understand why it's in there I don't think it's her saying that she would do it I don't think that's what's happening here. I mm-hmm. I don't really understand why he even asked, has her ask herself the question yeah. other than to like like minimize his own point. Yes. Um, that's what I'm saying. The page. Why? But why? I don't think it's the same as her saying I would do this. Oh, well. It's pretty darn close. Uh okay, so then she asks them, you know, okay, but you mean to pass his bond? to Nynaeve like once he's stabilized um and they she starts asking them questions about like yeah is he getting any better uh and they're like no but we've only had him for two weeks and then she puts the ball in his court then she puts the ball in which I do appreciate she makes it she gives him agency here Mm mm-hmm which is good because there's other gross stuff about like Moirelle oh, and him I having know. sex and like him having a love bite on his neck. And I was like, this is all wrong. That was so awful. Wrong. Like he just gets like determined to trample consent into the ground. Like it was just so unnecessary yeah. and gross. Yeah. Ugh. It's bad news bears. But I was not, I was, I was like glad to see Lan again. I yeah. And I'm glad that like, I kind of love this solution that Egwene has for this. I know, right? Like, well, I'm going to give him a mission that will keep him alive. And that's to keep Nynaeve alive. Um, I did love the like Lan and Egwene interactions, like mm-hmm. the entire thing. Yes. It was like, he didn't make Lan so maudlin he still kept him land but had the difference there of like mm-hmm. before and after moiraine's death because mm-hmm. we haven't seen lan in Mm-mm. two books something like right it's yep. been it's been a long time he we got um, a little bit of him in the epilogue of the last book but like not but that really, not like, really right yeah, no. that was just like a ha huh, he's here right yeah. Yeah. um but here, like his first line to her, where he's like, "So you are Amarillan now." Myrel told me they had raised one, but not who? It seems you and I have a good deal in common. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's so good." Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So then, you know, we have some back and forth around that, and mm-hmm. Myrel and Nisa are like, "Surely not naive," and like making weird comments about Lan and whatever. and it's absurd. It's absurd. But then we finally find out what is going on with Arena and Nicola, Nicola, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically the way I've interpreted this is that like. They found the camp by accident and in exchange for not telling, you know, Arena gets to like be around a warder, which is all she wants. And Nicola is getting extra lessons. Yep. I also read it that way. Yeah. They don't like, uh, well, they sort of say it, but sort of don't say it. Um, So, yeah. So Nicola and like Arena are just out here blackmailing all kinds of Aes Sedai, which is... Like, who, what great. are you thinking? What, not great. what are you thinking? And Lan is like, okay, so it's going to take me like a month to get to Ibujar. And Egwene is like, no, no, I can get you there faster. And this is, I love that they get to sort of go off by themselves for this bit of it. I know, me too. It made me happy. Um, and we hear about skimming. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she like is giving all this information to Lan. She tells him that Nynaeve is in the palace. Um, she's probably going to deny that she's in danger. And I love that Lan is like, yeah, as if I don't know I, all of these duh. things. About Stubborn. About duh. Obviously. Hi, I've met her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really good. So yeah, so she sets him down like five days outside of Abudar. And... Well, he goes five or six days, you said. I can make yeah. it faster. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I love when he's like, you've come a very long yes. way since Amon's Field. I did love that. I did love that. And I love how he's like, you have a hold on Myrell and Nisau now. Like, don't let them, don't let them argue with you. I know. <sighs> it almost makes me wish like Lan could stick around and like help, help Egwene. I know. There'd be a lot of help. <laughs> Uh, so yes, yeah, so then she goes back to the camp and mm-hmm. everybody is like staring at each other and at her. <laughs> and Myrell and Nisau are yelling at Suin. Because she's speaking to them despite not being as strong as they are. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. So <laughs> Egwene like puts the smack down. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. She like sends, well, doesn't she send yeah, she sends um, Suin to to terrify Nicola and Arena. Yeah, to, because Suin's like, I don't know. I was just telling them possible penalties about Myra <laughs> and uh, Nisa, which is great. Like, maybe they'll have to pass their borders on. I don't know. <laughs> it's so petty and great. It's really good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, then Egwene is, so Nisa is like, so you said that there might be some way for us to, like, get out of this? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, and and so Egwene is like, yeah, here's what you're going to do. You're going to swear fealty to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mic drop. <laughs> and they're just like, uh, what? <laughs> you said what now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, like, wonderful cathartic moment of like oh shit you're like really dangerous though yeah. yes I love this line from Nisa she's like you're a dangerous young woman it's so good oh it's so good it's so good and um, Suin and is like um what is happening right mm-hmm. now um well so they both uh swear fealty they're mm-hmm. like, this is dangerous as hell, but we did it. Mm-hmm. And Egwene's like, great. Well, also, she has to tell them. They both realize that Suin has been working for Egwene the entire time. Yes. yes. And so she's like, first order, don't tell Suin. Don't tell anyone about Suin. Yeah. Second, you're going to obey any order she gives you as if yes. it comes from me. <laughs> and then Suin is like, oh, damn, you are like super dangerous <laughs> yeah yeah it's great and then this bit too though so soon is like i can't believe nicola's blackmailing a sister and Egwene's like oh that's not even the first time and tells her and soon is like i fear those two are gonna meet with an accident and i was like <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh shit this made me laugh so hard though because Egwene, Egwene pulls like batman ethics into this she's like no, they can't die because what's going to stop if they die? What about someone who disagrees with me? What about the the killing will just continue? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's like, fine. fine. I guess. <laughs> I love Suin so much. It's Except so good. for when it's like a Gareth Bryan thing that I'm not, in, not enjoying it. <sighs> 
but yeah so she's like having this like victory but she's also like oh my gosh this there's so much going on this is all very stressful um she also is like well now it's time to deal with the like sure I am and the rest mm. of them which is like she's expecting fealty now from everybody well this like, that comes what? in a minute but like first first the first thing that happens is she goes back to her tent she's having this headache situation mm-hmm. um she goes back to her tent and there's two messages one from Ramonda and one from Lillane with their uh like right. recommendations about this black Aja situation. Oh god, this whole thing. Yeah, with this Halima. whole thing with Halima. And Egwene is like having this terrible headache. She's like, you know, trying to figure out what she's gonna do about the two of them. And this is where we get the line that they're all afraid. Like the reason yeah. they're acting like this is because they're all afraid. And mm-hmm. then Halima comes in and Egwene spends like three pages thinking about how she actually likes Halima. Like she's not that bad. It's not her fault that she's pretty like this it's and that and the other so thing unsettling it's so unsettling and then like Halima's like massaging her and like rubbing her head and like I can fix this for you and we find out that these like headaches started right after Loghain was like freed I guess which I think was also around the time that also Halima right. showed up so yes. like clearly clearly Connected. Clearly, clearly connected so stressful oh my god i, hate, I was like i'm so this makes me out of so there nervous makes me so I nervous because she's like let me come back you're <sighs> so tense we'll do yeah. like we'll just like a take whole a massage. bath it'll, it'll be, be great, great. Oh and i'm like god. no Egwene, you're doing so well oh yeah it's bad it's bad it's very bad it's so stressful but then it ends and she's thinking about how she's gonna like yeah bring sure I am to heal and today was the day at last she was beginning to be the Amarlin in control this is the thing I'm like I don't know how she thinks she's gonna get sure I am in the hall to swear field I don't know like what do you think is how they're just they're not just gonna like do that for funsies nope (laughs) and you don't have blackmail over them exactly so I don't know but I'm looking forward to finding yeah I know we'll find (laughs) 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 oh That was a good, I, I, like, I just like Egwene so much. Yeah, she's, I mean, if we have to spend three chapters in anybody's head at this point, I'm happy for it to be Egwene because she's Agreed. the one who drives me the least batty. And there was, there, you know, I, I said not that much happened, but there was, it was, you're right. There's some good tipping point stuff here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, so that's it for today. Keep an eye out for episodes every other Wednesday. You can follow along on, well, mostly Twitter, I think, hashtag Tarvalin or Bust is where Preeti angry slash happy tweets about what she's <laughs> reading. <laughs> Next episode, we're going to go back to 120 pages. We'll be discussing chapters 13 through 19. And a big thank you to Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net. That's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. And as always, if you're enjoying the show, pretty please leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. We love to see them come in. Sometimes we read them on the show. It helps other people to find it, et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, and speaking of finding things, you can find us. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr these days. It's Jen IRL, J E N N I R L. I might never go back to anywhere else. Tumblr is my happy place right now. <laughs> not going to lie. It's a um, good place. It's a good place. It's an affectionate hell site. It's a good place. Um, and then you can also hear me talk about uh, science fiction and fantasy more generally on the SFF Yeah podcast over at Book Riot. Um, you can find me on all social media at Run With Skizzers, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S. Uh, Daisy Geek Girls is on a teeny tiny bit of a hiatus right now. And I am just writing a lot of things that I can't talk about. Secrets. 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 So many secrets. <laughs> um, so yeah, mostly just on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, all those places. Live in my life in Deadline City. <laughs> The worst city. <laughs> um, yeah, the worst city. You can also find us on patreon.com slash Tarvalin or bust. Um, we have a lot of fun in our discord. It's like a dollar to join. We just use it to cover costs uh, for making this thing. And so a huge thank you to our patrons. The Bitter Fig, Nate M, Joanna S, Daniel L, James C. Druidus Cleodna, Ross J, Stevani, Joseph E, Johanna R, Christina M, Lizzie R, Kate G, Erica, Kat, Ariel, Holly B, Elizabeth M, Ryan M, Zach H, Eleanor, Justin H, Fred, Robin, Lisa D, Ian Z, Jordan Z, Greg G, Saga N, Josh S, Robert J, Ben P, G Todd, P Footy, Ross P, Tobin T, Megan, David N, Ariel B, Amy A, Michael, Linnea M, Lindsay W, Julie, Danielle G, Dan B, John A, Clara H, Carly, Brendan O, Mary, Akil A, Caroline P, Joe E, James K, Mathis, Joseph S, Ryan M, Sarah R, Helen D, Joshua M, Michael D, M. Lethem, Janae H, Jennifer P, Christina G, Chaitali S, Charlie E, Arcade, Stephen S, James, Ruth A, Jetlag Jessica, Mandarb the girl, not the horse, David U, Meridim, Mimi K, Amanda, Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith, Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Saber Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, Brian D. This episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. Bye. <laughs>